All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. everybody welcome to another episode of dropping the gloves here at the gli tim grand rapids michigan the crowd's buzzing here it's unbelievable we got a huge crowd in front of us the michigan tech huskies just had a big win what are your thoughts on the game tim i feel like i should i should they should be saying thank you to me because the first two periods they were being outplayed like pretty i would pretty strongly it seemed like the ice was tilted it was it was strong and then i came out i left during the third period to go set up for the show right after and then I hear the crowd buzzing. They scored a goal. It's, it's two to one. But they're buzzing again. It's two to two. And then I left and they went in overtime. So I feel like I am bad luck. You are. And I've known that for years, but it's yeah. It, it is what it is. Some people are cursed with bad luck and that's you. And some people are charmed with good luck and that's me. Okay. But you're balding, right? A little bit. Okay. Just, okay. Look at how we start. The first time face to face and he brings up my hairline. Unbelievable. Oh, so let's oh. recap Christmas. Okay. We haven't we haven't really wrapped our head around that. How was your Christmas? How was your break? Back home with the family. How was everything going home? At it home. was good. Yeah. No, it was good. Um yeah, we already talked about the drive and all that. Christmas was great. We do one side of the family on Christmas Eve, another side on Christmas Day. Plus now we've got Declan's in-laws that we bring into the mix. But it was great. And actually Declan's family, my brother's wife, his family. They had us over for brunch on Christmas morning. Beautiful house, like huge, massive, wonderful wow. house. And they're 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 doing brunch, and they kept saying like, "Oh, it's just casual. Like it's just like it's just like we'll throw it together. It's Belgian waffles, eggs. Someone made fresh sourdough, bacon. Like uh, there was uh, powdered sugar on the waffles. Just like all the trappings, everything, whipped cream, eggnog, like everything you could think of. Fresh fruit." And they were like, oh, it's just casual. Like, we just threw this together. I'm like, casual at my house growing up was like ego, yeah. right? And toast. Are they like old, old money? Like, no, her, her dad's a contractor, just had a very good career and um, wow. he built their house. It's like, it's the so whole So he's thing. got podcast money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was good. Yeah, it was good. How was yours? Um, low key, just kept it nice and simple. We're, we're down to one present from Santa per kid. So Santa comes. One present, we do the rest for mom and dad, and it's just you know with with seven, it's it's a lot of presents under the tree. But it was fun. They open presents, and we go to grandma's, and she just bombards them with presents to the point where she just didn't wrap them. Yeah, like she just pulled out literally six boxes, and she said, "That's your box. Go around." And they weren't nothing was wrapped, 
And she just started throwing like shirts and pants and toys and dolls. And I'm just like, Sue, it's, yeah. it's a lot. So they're like, they're more excited for that than they were like looking under the tree. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. We do the Christmas. We do, you know, we play with the toys. We have a nice breakfast. And it's like, when are we going to grandma's? When are we, when are we going to the real Christmas? Because they know. The Brinks truck opens up, and it's just—I'm sure people know. It's—it's—it's it's, it's annoying. Did you get anything nice for yourself? My wife got me a couple of nice sweaters from Costco. Nice. And that was it. Two two sweaters. That was it. Things have changed. Yeah, but it is what it is. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. 41, Tim. What do you yeah. want me to do? I'm no spring chicken anymore. I'm balding, as you have just. Well, you know what? That was on my mind because I was looking out uh, when the. Um, Text tied it up late in the third. I peeked out. I ran back to, to like look over the concourse, and I looked for you in the crowd. And then I spotted your bald head. That's where. That's how I knew it was you. So that's why I, I have I was a little. It. Um, it's thinning in the back. A little bit. I, mean, I, I can see it from it. far away. So. I noticed it now that I'm on TV. You can watch the playback, and it's like, yeah. How's that going? I tell you what, that Connor Bernard. You ever heard of him? No. Unbelievable. I did the game last night. When he scored both goals, they played the Winnipeg Jets, and he got the overtime winner. He has, and this is this is a pretty bold thing to say. He's got a top three shot in the league already. Yeah. It's it's lethal. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what he does differently from any other guy in the league. When he gets an open look, if he's inside the top of the circles, he's going to score five out of ten of those shots. It's it's remarkable because it's not fast, Tim. It's it's not. Like he's changing the angle that much. Like it's, I think Austin yeah. Matthews changes it more than Bedard does. He just scores. I don't know what it is, but it's just it's just one of those things where he he knows how the kid knows how to score. My mom nannies for these two little boys, and the older one's seven. He's obsessed with hockey, and he loves Connor Bedard. Watches everything on YouTube. My mom was asking. She's like, "What makes this kid so good? He's 18 years old. How is he so good? I don't get it." And I feel like the shot is the thing, and it's very deceptive. Yeah. You know, and they, I remember talking about Sidney Crosby years ago where he's just so deceptive. Goalie's talking about it. He doesn't shoot that hard for the NHL, but he just, he's very deceptive with it. And he, he, you think pass, and he shoots in, and, he, and it's quick. But Dard, so I watched the video of that game-winning goal, and he's and Morrissey's right there. Yeah. Morrissey's right in his kitchen, and his stick is right there. Friend and he pulls of the it show. Back. Yeah, friend of the show. But Dard pulls it back while going full speed, just like an inch or two. Well, and just to like be able to get the shot yeah. off, and this, it, you're an NHL player, but it's hard to do that, you know. But they, he's doing it to Josh Morrissey, who is an all-star defenseman. Norris votes last year, and he's blowing it by Connor Hellebuck, who, in the hockey world, is known as the best goaltender on the planet. It's him and Shosturkin and Soros. Yeah, like, and, and Hellebuck, it almost looked like in baseball. When a batter just swings out of his shoes and he just looks embarrassed. Hellebuck, the puck goes by him and he just looks embarrassed. And this is an 18-year-old kid in overtime just with, with a clean look. He wasn't screened. There was no stick in the lane. He just blows it by him. It was unbelievable. What is, uh, I mean, do, have you seen any, any games in person yet? Not yet. They won't let me go to the rink. Yeah, <laughs> too I'm much of a distraction. The, I'm only in the studio. I can't go to the rink just yet. That's funny. But then... Like Chris Chelios gets to go to the ring. Anyway, that, that's a whole other topic. Let's get back to the Michigan Huskies okay. here. That's the reason why we're here. I feel like we're in a fishbowl. People keep coming up, taking pictures, and walking away. Have you noticed this? <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable. I, I don't like know I'm why. I'm in the zoo. Yeah. It's just typical Michigan Tech where they're just a little socially uncomfortable, and they don't want to come and say hi, so they'll stand like 20 feet away and take a picture and then turn around really quick and look at the picture. 
That's Michigan Tech in a nutshell. It's just very engineer-esque. But we had a big win tonight, 3-2. to two. The Tech Huskies looked like they were just out of sorts the first two periods. And, and the same can go for after Christmas break for NHL teams too because you come out of the break – if you're a veteran team and you go into the Christmas break, what do you think you're doing? You think you're resting up, jumping on the bike, you're going, you're having Christmas with your family, and you saw this, and I don't want to keep bringing up the Blackhawks, but I did watch that game fully. The Winnipeg Jets looked terrible. They came out. Yes, they were having shots, but they were a veteran team. They just didn't look like they were sharp. They should have been up 4 5 6 nothing after the second period, but they weren't. And all of a sudden, the Hawks got their legs, and they win the game in overtime. But it looked like Michigan Tech was – just not there mentally and physically it was it was a terrible first two periods for him tim yeah that's what i saw a lot of chippy a lot of trying just trying to do too much and you were telling me like play it simple throw it in the corner bang some bodies get shots on net and keep it simple and here's the problem with young kids and i've said it a lot Uh, here we go well and it, it is it's 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 indicative of just everything the michigan tech husky team is a better team than the alaska fairbanks team like they have more talent they're deeper they try to do too much where they watch Bedard, they watch Zegras, the back-to-back Michigan goals. They yeah. watch all these guys, and they think they can do the cross-ice sauce. They can do the little baby backhand sauce. They can do the toe drags. They can do all these little ticky-tacky plays. You can't. You can't. You're not good enough. I'm sorry. Like, the reality hits you fast. You just – your passes get picked off. It looks terrible. Then you end up turning the puck over, and you're chasing the game. At this level, the NCAA level, there's not many guys who can do that. Although recent five, six, seven years, high draft picks out of college hockey ranks. All the Hughes brothers, Owen Power, lots of guys coming out of the college ranks, making an impact. Michigan Tech doesn't have a lot of those guys. So I think we're going to have their coach come in here soon, their assistant coach. I'm going to ask him. Did he think the first two periods they were just being too cute? And what did you say after the second period? Because it seemed like they just started to work a little harder, drive the puck to the net, shoot the puck a little more, get a couple greasy goals, and win the game. I don't know. That stuff bothers me, where you think you're better than you are. Everybody's, everybody's going to do the Michigan goal now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, too, like, when, when do you think Alaska got in? They, they would have gotten in yesterday, right? So there's no, like, fatigue factor there. No. That they can say, oh, that's they traveled or whatever. No, there's no bus legs. Everybody travels here. Yeah. It's it's after Christmas. You get in on the 27th, and you play on the 28th. It is what it is. Yeah. My question to you is, you, you saw the Zegers goal. You saw the Bedard goal. Yep. Jay Rosehill, friend of the friend of the show. You know. You're a friend wants, of his show. He wants to be. I'm a friend of his show. He tweeted out that that... That goal will be banned in two years. The league will just eliminate that goal. They'll, they'll call a penalty on it. Why? I don't know. That's what he tweeted out. Okay. He said the NHL will ban this goal in two years. Mark my words. Do you think he's right? And no. if so, why? You don't. No. Think about every time one of those goals happens, it goes viral on Twitter and social media. Everyone's talking about it. It's in the NHL games now. Do you know that? You can do that on the you Xbox. You think I play video games? I know what I'm saying, but you, you can do that now. It's like one of the – you press X, Y, B in a row. Like, that's what the, that's what the shot no is. No kidding. So, yeah, like, it's in the game. So, it's marketable. And Bedman sees that goal. He sees dollar signs. So, no, that's not going to go away. I can't, I can't imagine that. The only reason why I think it could be – and that's the thing. Hockey is so fluid. A hundred years ago, you weren't allowed to lift the puck. 
you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you were and everybody's sticks were boomerangs. And then they correct it back and say, okay, we have to have a curve restriction on your stick. I get it. Is there going to be a time where they say, everybody's trying this, it's taking away from the fabric of the game. We need to we need to slow this down. People are going to start doing it in the neutral zone. They're going to start ch- picking up the puck in the D zone and trying to breaking it out like a lacrosse style. Do you see it getting to that point? Maybe. I was actually kind of thinking you do that, you ban it to protect the players. Because if what if Zegers tries that and Radko Gudis is right there? Break his wrist. Right. Yeah. So someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wonder if they think about that. Like, hey, before someone like, yeah, breaks his arm, maybe we maybe we get rid of this thing. Well, the cool thing about the Bedard, I, I keep going back to him. He tried that one year, exactly one year to the day prior in the World Juniors. Oh, yeah. He was playing versus Finland and he tried it. Then Fantilli tried it and they just... It was just this contest between those two guys who was going to do the lacrosse goal first, the Michigan, and then he tried it one year to the day in the NHL, and he scored it, so it's kind of cool. I think I, – I, I don't want to piggyback Jay Rosehill here. It, it, I see where he's coming from. It's not exactly a hockey play in my eyes, but it is because it's a skill. Not a lot of guys can do it, and you're putting yourself at risk. If you're looking down, picking up the puck, and – opening yourself up to rip it in, you could get blown up. I don't know. I, I don't think they'll ban it. I agree with you. It's, it's too yeah. good for the game. It's too fun. Speaking of the juniors, have you watched any of that this year? Not one Not one minute. So I watched, um, I think it was yesterday morning, Germany versus Finland. Unbelievable. These kids, I mean, I know you know this. I know I'm stating the obvious, but these kids are so stinking good. It's crazy. And I was kind of comparing a little bit just because it was fresh in my mind, that versus the game tonight. Totally different game. Like, in terms of, like, I think these kids are probably more physical, and I think these kids are probably a little bit more chippy, and and it's a pretty clean game in this tournament. But, like, the skill that those kids have, the passes that they're making, and every time they're in trouble, they just make the right decision. Yeah. They take the extra step and pass it back to the defenseman or whatever off the boards now. They always do the right thing. It's crazy. Do you feel like the lack of a fear factor has to account for that because they know they're not going to get blown up? Because you look at the World Juniors 20 years ago, Eric Lindros was murdering people. Yeah, at left 17. And right, at <laughs> 17. And yeah. every year, Team Canada seems to have a guy who is an absolute wrecking ball, whether it was Lindros, Dion Phaneuf, a guy who just Lucic. goes Lucic, who would just, his sole job was to kill guys. And I, I, I think that player is gone. There's, there's nobody who just is there to just cause chaos and to hit because I don't think those players exist anymore. I really don't. It's hard to pinpoint a player who just is a heat-seeking missile. He's responsible defensively. He can chip in offensively a little bit, but he is just a, he's there to blow guys up. Well, if they exist, they're not going to that tournament, right? But they should. That's the thing they used to. The coach used to balance the lines where it's like, okay, first two lines were scoring. You'd have a checking line in the third line. And the fourth line historically has just been, we're going to hurt some people. Like, heads up, we're going to come out and – bury you through the backboards. That's what it was. And it was so fun to watch because the puck wasn't even an object. Dump it in the corner and just destroy whoever you can destroy. And it was world it was Christmas Day and I loved it. And I think the last five years that part of the tournament is gone. And I just watched the college hockey game. I used to play in that tournament. Guys would be buried left and right. I saw two good hits in 60 minutes. Both in the first period. Both in the first period. <laughs> Nothing in the last 40 and a half. 
All right, I'm glad you brought that up. I want to ask you that because we talked a little bit before we turned on the mics. I asked you how this tournament, how this compares to when you play, and I, I assumed like the NHL, everything's gotten faster, more speedier. But you're not so sure. What's what's going on? I don't think so. I, I feel like there's the skills a little better. I think the depth, the top to bottom, the skill is better. I feel like we had better top talent. Maybe this is the teams that are involved because last year we saw Western Michigan play and they were fantastic. They had a couple guys who were lights out, like just could play in the show if they if they stuck with it. But I, I just don't think it was better. I feel like, and maybe this is me just waxing poetically, I feel like I could go out there at 41 and be the best player on the ice. Is Am I just drunk or is that just like, <laughs> is there uh, something wrong here? I don't know about that. I mean, you definitely, don't you think you'd be a little slow? I, think, I know you have the range yeah. and size to make up for not being fast, but I don't know. I just feel like it, it I, I feel like and I don't want to keep going back to this well. Kids don't know how to play the game anymore. That's not John, that's not true. They know how to play the game. We're gonna talk to the coach here in a second if he ever okay. shows up at I, like and I, and that's the thing, because I'm a Michigan Tech guy through and through. The fundamentals of the game I don't think are being taught at every level. Like how to how to have a D zone, how to have a neutral zone regroup, how to enter the zone with three guys or two guys, how to do these things as a unit of five. I feel like it's an individual game now where players just attack one on one. It's almost like isolation basketball where it's like everybody clear out. I'm gonna ISO this guy. And I think hockey's turned into that where it's like I'm I want the highlight real goal. I want a toe drag, I wanna make this guy look silly, I wanna break his ankles, and I wanna score. Like, there, there's no Datsuks or Bergerons. Yeah. I, I, this pains me to say Bergeron was that guy. Like, he was he was always looking for someone else to have the glory. Dishing off. He was always turning up. He was always trying to include everybody else. I saw so many times in tonight's game, guys were actively beaver tapping. Wide open for the shot, and no one give, gives them the puck. And they were wide open for a pass. I just think people want the glory for themselves. Well, I think part of it is just there's a little bit of emotion and excitement because you're playing in the Van Andel Arena. It's an AHL ring. There's a huge crowd. It's a big tournament. A lot of like energy. Dropping the gloves are here. Yeah. John Scott's in the building. So like you want to be, everyone kind of wants to be the hero. And I don't mean to put anyone on blast, but like there's a little bit of like, oh, I'm going to be the guy oh, yeah. today. So I don't know if that is it necessarily representative of what the games are typically like. Or maybe there's a little bit more of a... Watch me do this right there now. There might be a little more selfish aspect. I know when, well, we used to have the games at the Joe Louis Arena. So that was a lot of fun. You'd go in, you'd see the NHL plaques and the banners. And we knew that, we knew there were scouts in the ring. Yeah. We knew there was NHL eyes on us. So we wanted to, that's how I got recognized. I saw our scout today. The Blue Jackets. He was wearing, a, well, I assume it was a scout. I don't know why else he would be here. Wow. Yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets. There you go. Yeah. I, And that's why you want to be a little more selfish. You you maybe do things you wouldn't want to do. So maybe that's it. I don't know. But it just seemed like it was was a weird game. It it just seemed like it was a lot of one-on-ones, a lot of guys trying to be fancy, and then it it would just get shut down immediately. And then, so I missed the whole third period because I was getting ready for this. But, like, didn't you say there was a kind of a weird goal where – and I'm not a referee. I don't know the rules. So yeah. you please please uh, message us. How can they get a hold of us, Tim? Tweet at us. Tweet at us. You know what I mean? Dropping the gloves on Twitter. Drop a line. Drop a line. Michigan Tech, a guy was driving the net. He gets pulled down, tripping. Ref's arm goes up. The play continues. The goalie gets blown out of the net. Tech picks up the empty net. Goal. They score. The ref gives Tech the goal, but then he still calls a penalty. 
And so it's it's a double-double. You get the goal, and then the guy who tripped the guy driving to the net still gets a tripping penalty. It was so bizarre. And then Tech scores on the power play. So they tie it up in a matter of two minutes. I thought it would negate the penalty. That's how it is in the NHL. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. Maybe it's an NCAA thing or what? It wasn't a rule when I was here, so it was very strange. So if you're an NCAA aficionado and you know this rule, please explain it to me because I always thought delayed penalty if the other team scores, penalty's a wash. It's just... just, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Like you're beating a dead horse at this point. Like you scored, I guess kicking him when he's down is a better analogy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Tech will take it. We're here for Tech, and we're glad that they won. So. We are here for Tech. And you know how I feel about guys not showing up for interviews. It He's, drives me bonkers. Yeah, but the game ended 10 minutes ago. Did it? Should we, should we take a break Let's and wait Let's take for a him? break, and we'll get back to him. I'm going to go pop a beer, and we'll get back to you guys. Okay. Welcome back, everybody, to the GLI. We finally got our guest. He showed up. We've been waiting for, like, how long, Tim, have you been waiting? 25 minutes. Tyler Shalast. Assistant coach for the Michigan Tech Huskies. I was teammates with him for two years in 2003 to 2005, 2002 to 2004. Tyler, you remember? 04, 05, 05, 06. Was I there to 06? I don't know. Yep. But anyways, let's talk about the game because I, I, we, we were chatting before a little bit, briefly. We did our hellos, did the bro hug. I, I was ready to just challenge you for the first two periods. <laughs> And I was going to come at you hot and heavy because it, it didn't look good. It looked like the guys were coming out trying to do baby sauces and toe drags and impress everybody and their family. What what was the difference between the first two periods and the third? Completely different team in the third. Yeah, I mean, obviously the desperation factor probably kicked in a little bit, but it, it, j- just simple hockey. Like, uh, you know, you obviously played hockey at the highest level. Like, we started to, you know... Flat passes, chip pucks in, find guys on the middle, forecheck, you know, make their de- make their D play, be under duress, and and all that leads to offensive zone time. And um, obviously, you know, on the first goal, Swanker made a great play and most good finish, and then get a power play off of it and take advantage of it. How does that happen? Because I, I I've played for a long time. Why did that penalty not get washed away because of the goal? Because I believe. Um, the penalty was called on Swankler, so and they didn't have a chance to touch the puck, so it's a delayed penalty. Yeah, but then if if Tech scores, which they did, always and forever that penalty gets I, washed yeah, away. I, I, I believe it was because the call if the call is made prior like to the goal and someone else scores, the penalty stays. No, I'm just saying in the in, in every league. You, if there's a delayed penalty before the team touches it, the goal, other goalie gets pulled, you get six people. If they score, the penalty's gone. We're gonna you have, guys got lucky. We're going to have to look that up then. Because I'm have sitting to look there. It up. I'm like, why is that guy going in the box still? I was blown away. We, yeah. we have to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, it might just, might just be a college rule because I know that that's happened before in college. So really? It must just be a college rule off of the delayed hey, penalty. It worked out for the Huskies. It worked out good for us. Big time. So you've been a coach now for how long for the Huskies? Third year. Third year. Yep. What what have you had to learn? Because you played pro hockey. You played in the AHL for a long time. Was it hard to transition from NCAA, pro hockey, and then into coaching? Because you've never – like, you're just jumping right in. You're yeah. going to a pretty high-end job in the NCAA. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I obviously, um, you know, 
I, when I first came came out of hockey, I was fortunate enough to kind of see Mel and see Billy. And obviously, like when Joe hired me as assistant, like J- Joe has a very good knowledge of the game. He's a very good coach, very smart man. Um, but but honestly, like you take a lot of the pro stuff that you've learned and you try to look at players and try to get guys to understand. Okay, like you want to play pro, you have to be good at these things. And really, it's it's honestly been learning a lot from Joe. Joe's been a been a huge help. He's been a guy like. If you're not watching the guys that are older and and have been in the game, and then on the other side of it is you're just always watching NHL, always watching what those guys are doing and trying to help our young guys. So the young guys like the guy who just sat between us. He scores the game-tying goal, unbelievable celebration in, in front of Alaska's bench, the most disrespectful celebration I've ever seen. Introduce yourself to everybody here. I'm Ryla Mosley. Where are you from? I'm from Iron Prior, Ontario, Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, small town. Ontario, what year are you? I'm a 2000. I'm a senior. Oh my goodness! Okay, yeah. and, and you you tied it up tonight. What was going through your mind? It was a power play. You get the you get the puck on the half wall, and you go top shelf short side. Yeah, I wasn't thinking too much out there. Tyler, give him the mic real quick. I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking too much out there. Shells has been telling me to shoot there all week, and he sends me videos on Instagram all day about shooting. Uh, Does I, he really? Oh yeah. All day. What Where happened? To shoot? The, what happened the first two periods? Because I was talking to Tyler earlier. You guys look awful in the first two periods. Yeah, too much How turkey. does it go? It, no, it's got to be. We had two weeks off, Christmas break. Is that what it is? You come in here, you get the legs out, you try to work it out a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's different practicing and not playing games. What does so. Joe say? To who's who's the coach that yells in the, in the room? Is it Tyler? Is it Joe? Is it who is it? It's definitely Joe. But, is it? Yeah. He doesn't yell too much. He just tells he gets you what, after yeah, you. Yeah, he gets after you. What did he you. say after the second period? Was it just Frank? Like you guys are terrible. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, he was actually pretty positive. He was saying we need to stay positive on the bench. We can't get down. We got to grow and learn from this and come out in the third and try our best. Here. Do you know? Because I, I, I've watched a lot of hockey. I've been healthy scratch more than anybody ever. I could tell you guys were better from the from the drop of the puck in the first and the second you guys you were just shooting yourselves in the foot you were trying to do toe drags yeah you were trying to do too much trying to be cute do you know in the first period like this this team is worse than us and we're just making them look good uh they were battling hard we were they were battling hard we were trying hard but we were just had a lot of turnovers we were sloppy and we were kind of giving them their chances and we had to tighten up a little bit okay all right does Michigan Tech, not known for a lot of first-round, second-round draft picks. Do you guys see a guy like me, John Scott, and just say, that's what I, that's what I want to do? Yeah. We don't have, don't have the height, though. That's true. Yeah. But you're a lot more skilled. Yeah. It's, it only takes you so far. Who's the guy do you look for, though? Because there's, there's Tanner Kiro. There's yeah. a lot of guys who came in just before you are. Do you Are you starting to see that Kahara, Tyler? Who has been a couple guys making the show from the Michigan Tech Huskies well, I mean, obviously he was a D, but Matt Roy is probably the, the most prominent one. But, um, you know, Joel Tanner uh, probably are the two big ones. Blake Pietola just before him. Jujar Kara just before him. So I would say those are the, the big four. And you know what? Probably Lucini. Lucini's been up there lately. He's up with the Wild right now. He's kind of been a journeyman and, and earned, his, earned his way up. And, you know, he's a, he's a really good example of, like, how you can not only stay on it. Like, he was on an American League contract. He went from an NHL contract to an A contract back to an NHL contract by staying with it. Yeah. And they come and skate with us and have practice in summer. And oh, no kidding. Yeah, we see them in the summer a little bit, and you get to watch them work out and skate, and you kind of see what 
the next level's like a little bit. Does it make me a jerk that I really don't want any other tech player to succeed because I want to be that guy? Am I a jerk for thinking that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I am because still, I feel you're like still that guy though. I feel like I should try to boost up. I know I'm, I'm kidding. I was so happy when you scored that game time goal because I, I had all but written everybody off, but it was. It doesn't look like he's grabbing his behind there. Sorry, yes, that's my co-host he was. Tim. He was. Yeah. He's taking a picture and he's just like, grab. Who's this coming in here? Isaac Gordon. Who's that? He's a freshman. Ten, 10 goals as a freshman. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. We're live right now. You want to say anything to the? Yeah. the uh, good win, and this guy scores goals. <laughs> Is it an unbelievable? So you, you're a junior. This you're a senior this year. Yeah. What are your aspirations after this year? Do you have hopes of yeah. going further? Have yeah, you, I want to play pro, but yeah. have you been drafted? No. So I wasn't drafted either. So have you? Oh, yeah. Obviously, you have probably have a family advisor. Yeah. Someone who's talking to you. What What does the next step look like for you? Because we're still midway through the season. Lots of room to grow. What do you rate to the NHL? No. No, I don't know. I haven't really talked to my advisor too much about it. Just kind of focusing on playing and. See okay. What, and what are you taking at Michigan Tech? Uh, marketing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. It's just standard yep. athletic. Tyler, what was your degree when you went to Michigan Tech? Which one? You got multiple degrees? <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. So original was marketing. Then I went back to school, got an exercise science bachelor's, and then a master's in kinesiology. For those of you who don't know, I'll weave through the BS. <laughs> Those are all very easy degrees to get. At Michigan Tech, they're known for their engineering. So it's great you guys got marketing degrees. That's a lot of yeah. fun. He was an engineer. I was Were a mechanical you? engineer. Oh, yeah. oh. I'm not tooting my own horn. So you're the future here. Did you play tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even what, – what position? Right wing on the first line? I'm sorry. I didn't watch much of the game. I had all my kids here. So tomorrow night, who would you rather play, Ferris State or Michigan State? Michigan yeah, Michigan State. Why Michigan State? I uh, decommitted from there and want to play against them. You decommitted from Michigan State? Yeah, I did. So why do you decommit from Michigan State to go all the way up to Michigan Tech? What happens when you're when you're th- the thought process? Because Michigan State is one of those legendary programs. You know, there's BC, there's Michigan, there's Minnesota, there's Michigan State. What goes through your head to say I don't? I'm done with this team. I want to go to Michigan Tech Huskies. I kind of initially knew after a little bit of being away from family that I wanted to be a bit closer to home and then just a bit smaller school would suit my style a little bit more. And then I got ended up getting pushed back with transfers and I just wanted to prove that I could play. And then how do you notice a huge difference between were you ever in the Michigan State community with the team and in the locker room and stuff like that? Uh, just on my visit a little bit. It was just, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's Big Ten, so it's. And how much do you regret that decision coming to Michigan Tech? <laughs> Not at all. No, I've loved it so far. It's been great. All right. Very good. What do you think tomorrow? Just say Michigan Tech does beat Ferris State. What are your guys' expectations? Because there's a lot of room to grow. You guys didn't play good in the first and the second. You had a great third period, obviously winning in the overtime. Can we expect better things tomorrow in the championship game? Yeah, I think for sure. We are. I mean, it came back from Christmas. Everyone's got a bit of turkey legs, but I think we'll, we'll be a lot better tomorrow. All right, so can we just put out a prediction, a big W tomorrow? Because I, I played eight GLI games. My record was zero and eight. I did not. So you guys are better than me already. I was awful, abhorrent. So you're you're obviously taking the program to better places. And Ty, Tyler was terrible. Your assistant coach. You guys are better hockey players than Tyler ever was. And he knows. Tyler knows that. 
He's strong. Though. He still rips it. He still rips it. Oh, yeah, he still rips it. But anyways, fellas, thank you for joining us. Anything you want to say to anybody back home? No. Go Tech. Go Tech. Go. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode.